Hey, hey everybody. Welcome to the DigiNable Podcast. My name's Darren, this is Liz. Really good to see you guys back again for another another of these DigiNable Podcasts. Yeah. Time flies. Time it flies. does. We, I, we, we do them deliberately every two months because we cram loads of material in. Yeah. And we don't want to throw too much because actually, if you're, if you're a, I hate to use a phrase, but proper fan. Like <laughs> proper fan of ours. Love I know we, we get a lot in your direction. So yeah. we have the podcast, we have the regular emails that go out, we've got all the social media stuff. To be honest, most people actually see us face to face because we're at that many networking events. So we try and do these every now and again, spread them out a little bit. Um, and I say spread them out, they're quite regular, they're once every two months. But they come around so fast. They do. And so I thought it'd be a really nice opportunity actually to wrap this one into the theme of summer. So that's what we're going with for this one. And it's hard not to feel summer, isn't it? I mean, if you think about the last two weeks, we've had a heat wave that we've had to deal with. We had two days. Tell you what was funny, if you go back to when that heat wave was a couple of days ago, and the Monday and Tuesday, let's face it, ridiculous. <laughs> like like crazy 38 degree weather yeah. temperatures. Yeah. Everybody I spoke to for the kind of week after that were like, I'm so behind, I've got so much work really? to do, I don't know what's happened. And I'm sat there going, it's because we all did nothing for two days. Aperol spritz in the garden. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It does make you think. I know, I know we talk a lot about productivity, but it was so hard to function properly yeah, in that absolutely. kind of heat. Yeah. And even the advice that I know you were giving to a lot of people and we've seen in lots of different places were if you get to the point where you feel you need time to chill out, chill out, make sure you keep hydrated throughout the day, sharing all these tips. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense why people weren't able to work at the level that they normally do work. And also the science backs it up. So um, your brain slows down once it gets to a certain temperature. So like that is an actual thing as well. Like yeah. the, the, the scientists have figured that one out. And we didn't quite get there, but you were trying to push through this I don't have to work if it gets too hot policy within the Yeah, I think, I think we've got it now. Um, I mean... <laughs> that's the downside of owner-run businesses. Yeah, like, do I... Do, Liz, what do you think of this? I think that's a good idea. Well, thank you very much, Liz. Uh, yeah. So that's that's now policy now, yeah? Well, one day I might actually be involved in those conversations. <laughs> I asked you, you went, mm, I'm not bothered. Okay, cool. <laughs> I feel fine because it was 40 degrees. You, you asked me and I went, I don't care, it's too hot. <laughs> Perfect time to ask you different questions then. But it has been crazy. So yeah, summer theme makes absolute sense. And also summer theme because we've got got a ton for you guys coming up over the next couple of weeks. We've got a load of courses that we've kind of rebranded, remade, Mm. updated, new information. And just for you guys, podcast listeners, Mm. I say that. It's kind of like a comedian goes to every city and just mentions that town while he's there. (laughs) Insert town. Yeah, if you see this (laughs) on a different platform, it'll be just for you Facebook people or just for your email (laughs) readers. Um, But we are going to whack a 20% discount on some of the courses that are out there at the moment. And some of the best stuff, Zen for Inbox, Scheduling Superstars, Decluttering Using Digital, How to Get the Most from Your Mornings, especially now that the mornings get brighter even earlier so some really good offerings so keep an eye out for that and we'll make sure those discounts are available if you're sat there with a pen and paper now just scribble this down summer 2022 summer all capital letters 2022 find one of our courses online go to the e-learning platform link right below this podcast today stick that code in 20% off whatever you want to buy well worth doing how's your month been it's been great actually i mean as much as I I, I I do have a cut-off of temperature when I will stop working now. Uh, thank you very much to the Baker's Union of the UK to figuring that one out. Uh, it's 24 degrees centigrade, if anyone's uh, listening and, and is interested in that for their organisations, businesses. Also, perfect temperature for rising ciabatta. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you can't exactly put an air conditioning unit inside a bakery. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, otherwise it wouldn't rise. So that makes sense that, that, you know, that those sorts of environments have got those. But also there is actually a legal health and safety requirement about cold temperatures. So when it gets to a lower temperature, we have that in place as a, as a UK. That's a, a legal obligation for employees not necessarily if you work for yourself, but, you know, it's something to adhere to, but we don't have a high-end, well, primarily because, you know, if we're in the UK, we don't necessarily need it most of the time. Uh, It's normally raining and miserable. So it's quite unusual for us. Um, I've enjoyed going on lots of holidays, you know, making up for the past couple of years where we uh, haven't necessarily been able to go travelling. So, yeah, I've, I've I've been just getting used to sort of getting out there and going away and, and, Having the sunshine and heat, but not in the UK, going elsewhere to try and find it. I did enjoy that we completely skipped over that Chibata fact. It's something I've been working on recently, is how to kind of say things in a very convincing way that have no basis in fact whatsoever. Was that rubbish? Oh, I just made it up. Right, But but, but the fact it was kind of skipped over made me feel that I said it in a very convincing way. I mean, I, I, I trust... Yeah, I mean that was quite a specific fact. Although going into it, twenty four degrees to have bread rise makes me think that that's not actually a good temperature. Yeah, why? Because it's either if it's if it's rising while it's sat there doing something and like fermenting, then that would be lower temperature. Because you normally like the tradition is you put those in your airing cupboard in your house, don't you? But no one has airing cupboards. Well, I I think this kind of sums it up perfectly. The world is a lot better place if you don't overthink what I say. Just just go just. Go with it and carry on because the moment you yeah. start questioning, you yeah. realise that it's all nonsense. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's it's the way it is. Enough. It's the way it is. Moving on. But it has been an interesting couple of months. I, and you know, it's been interesting to see the way people have actually sort of behaved over the last few months. And mm. I think we have kind of got into more of a routine of starting a bit earlier in the morning because the sun comes up. I yeah. know I, I know that I need to invest in better curtains because the light comes streaming through Ugh. quite early on and I'm yeah. wide awake by like six, half well, six. Yeah. But that also means I'm kind of ready to stop slightly earlier mm. in the day as well so we get to the end of the night and the end of the night i'm kind of talking now half past five six <laughs> o'clock sort of time yeah 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 you're ready to switch off and chill out for yes. a couple of hours yes which is where things like netflix come in very useful yeah. however and again big topic online mm. netflix have whacked their prices up they are and that's really interesting because their prices are going up to try and accommodate the more productions that they're creating. But also, if you read in the news the past week or so, the numbers of subscribers are dropping. So I think everyone jumped on it the past couple of years sort of around COVID times where we were all in lockdown. We thought, oh my God, we need to watch something on TV. Now they're starting to see a big drop off. I think I saw numbers of something like a million, a million unsubscribes, which when you think about how many people subscribe to Netflix, a million doesn't seem like a huge amount of people, mm. but a million times nine quid is quite a big financial drop. Not nine quid though, is it? It's it's, minimum's like 16, I think now. Oh, no, no, no. no I'm sure there's still an eight pound nine, oh, nine package. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, when, when we talk about price hikes, we're only talking a quid, but quid still makes a difference. Globally across all of your members or your subscribers, you know, that that's keeping the productions afloat, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what, what's interesting. People are always going to make judgments. You know, we're, we're slap bang in the middle of a big political time at the moment. New Conservative leaders going to be coming in over the next kind of four or five yeah, weeks. Lucky us in the UK. <laughs> but, but, it, but it means that people can't not talk about politics. Yeah, and, you know, one sure, of the things that's yeah. very much on top tips, I saw one of the debates last week, and, mm. you know, the main topic is the cost of living crisis. Yeah. 
people are going to be looking at all their bills yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And I yeah. think we do Absolutely. see Netflix as... It kind of is essential because we need to be entertained. We need that something where we can mm, switch off. Yeah, we need something yeah. we can watch. But there's alternatives. And I think people are looking at them. I mean, we've been using Ratican for a while. Mm. And actually, you see the, you see the free bit of Ratican yeah. or the films that you don't even have to pay for. Mm. That's growing all the time. So yeah. that's completely free. I know you've told me in the past about that other platform that's named jumped out of my head. Pluto. 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 Yeah. So there's free options out there for there people is. to be able to there use. Is. So you can make an informed decision on them. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a different uh, business model. So Netflix at the moment and the hints to them starting to put advertising in their programming is a bit worrying. Uh, but at the moment, you pay a subscription to things like Netflix and Amazon and you don't get advertising within the program. Whereas these free platforms, generally they're free in a sort of, uh, in kind of barter for you watching adverts. So both of those, um, I mean... If you're an absolute um, horror B-rated uh, movie buff like me, um, you'll actually love Rakuten because it's got all of the straight-to-DVD, slightly ropey horror films for free. Uh, yeah. And if you use their mobile app, um, you can download it, watch a couple of adverts, and then you watch the whole program for free. So, you know, you don't even have to pay for that. There is generally a, you know, a kind of um, a sort of compromise. You either pay for it a subscription, uh, you pay for the full download of a film. So generally they're between three and five pounds these days to um, download for, I think you get around about 48 hours for a period to watch it before then it all kind of uh, disengage and you have to buy it again. You can buy it to own on places like Rakuten as well. Um, and then also you've got that option of, the free but then you watch the advert so it's yeah. an interesting sort of platform um i did hear that netflix was saying that they were going to add in advertising to it i don't know whether the extra pound a month on top of people's subscriptions is instead of now i would hope that was the case because i think they're going to lose even more subscribers it's if they do start nice. adding adverts absolutely i mean for, for me i think it really comes down to accessibility because I, I like Ratican. I've never tried Pluto. Mm. And I know exactly the reason why I've never tried Pluto yeah. is because there's not an app on my smart TV that allows me to access exactly. it. And yeah. that, that's where Netflix yeah. are very smart. Mm. I've, I've literally, on my remote control for my TV, got a big button that has the word Netflix written exactly. on it. Exactly. Press it. It's there. It's working. Yeah. Ratican, slightly more difficult. I have to navigate mm. and find an app, but I can load up the films on yeah. that. And, and I think that's what we're going to see. The, the TV streaming platforms mm. that will always continue to dominate are the yeah. ones that make it easiest for people to get onto and find what they're looking for. Definitely. I mean, it is a bit of a faff if you're going to be watching on a really small mobile device or if you have to get your laptop out to watch something or plug it into your TV. The fact that you can just press one button on your remote on the TV that's sat in the corner of your yeah. room. Um, but then also there's that... Um, stat that says a lot of people are starting to not have TVs in their houses now as well so maybe that's good for those sorts of people that are, are, are using those more digital devices yeah still convinced that's a TV licence dodge but we won't go into that <laughs> for UK people obviously you know America's a I don't more have a TV nation. I only stream when someone knocks on the door they're legging it up the stairs with a colour TV in their hands <laughs> stuff. I don't have a licence don't need a licence and stuff <laughs> But, no, interesting options out there. It'd be interesting, actually. Let us know what you watch. Let us know what streaming channels that you use because, mm. you know, there are plenty of options out there. There's three that we've just talked about. We yeah. know there's a ton. We've not even got onto Prime. That's a whole, whole yeah. different discussion. Yeah. But it is an interesting time because people are starting to do things in a different way. And I think, like you talked about in terms of 
the summer and the habits and the post-COVID times and going back on holidays, mm. the way we do things is just changing and changing all the time. There was a really interesting survey out this week from HubSpot that was talking about the way people buy and the way people are shopping at the moment. And again, you know, we were went through a pandemic where almost everything de facto went online yeah, because course. we couldn't go into mm. shops. And then the shops started opening and everyone started going back to shops because there was almost a renewed novelty about being able to go in and browse and look yeah, and try stuff. Yeah. However, now, what are we now, kind of six, seven months, maybe a little bit longer down the line since everyone, everything really, really opened up again? Yeah. Now we're seeing people going back online again. But the way they're finding out about the products is slightly differently mm. and more than I've ever seen before. The idea of influencer marketing is really coming into play. So people are choosing their products not based on their own searches and their own wants and what they're looking for, but because they're seeing suggested products and items from influencers as pre-roll adverts. It's basically being pushed at them by people they trust. And I use the word trust in kind of inverted rabbit yeah. ear quotes. But <laughs> it's really interesting to kind of see that. And from a business point of view, it really drives home that message that one of the simplest ways to get your products in front of an audience is to find an influencer, an mm. expert, someone with a trusted audience that has the same audience that you want to reach and actually use them as your medium rather than trying to advertise directly to customers. Definitely, especially for small businesses. I mean, you know, setting up your own social media platforms from scratch, I think, is just hard in general. We've been working one-to-one with quite a few businesses recently and they're time poor, they're budget poor, they just want to have a profile out there and sometimes actually not starting from scratch and going for an influencer marketing or doing a bit of paid for advertising is an actual actually better way to optimize the money or the time or the effort that you've got yeah. you know putting 40 quid 50 quid behind a facebook ad that actually is more likely to convert versus spending hours on a social media platform and putting everything together for the first time yeah if you can then partner up with a an influencer and have a good relationship with them and it not cost that much, then that becomes a sensible decision as well, rather than starting from scratch. Well, I've noticed... So, so you, you know that I like my TikTok. You do, I you do. I love my TikTok. <laughs> and oh dear. I've noticed this over the last few weeks. So basically, there's a new app, a new game, and I'm not promoting this game because I've not tried it, but it's right. a very good example called Matchmasters okay. out at the moment. Yeah. And they've obviously adapted this model because within TikTok... There's a level that someone reaches where you can start to regard them as an influencer. And that okay. tends to be when you've got about 100,000 followers. Right, okay. Maybe that's a good, big enough audience to yeah. go at. And I've noticed over the last few weeks, pretty much, I must have seen 10, 20 of these people with accounts at that level. Right. That are now advertising this game. And they have to label uh, it as a kind of advert. Okay. So obviously, yes. this company behind yeah, yeah. it has gone to all these influencers yeah. and just said, because they're very different, the adverts, they've given the creator themselves the, the kind of yeah. creativity, the yeah. scope, to be able to make it in their style. But they're using the influencer model. Yeah. And it really seems to be working for them. When you look at the number of comments, you look at the number of downloads mm. the game is getting, it's really, really working for them. And I think that's definitely something we're going to see more and more over the upcoming months, is mm. you find someone that's got access to your audience, mm. it's far more cost-effective to pay them or mm, use them yeah. or come up with a contra deal yeah. with them to go through them mm. than it is to try and reach that audience yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's not reinventing the wheel, is it? If there's audiences that already exist rather than you building it from scratch, if you can partner up with someone who already has that audience 
uh, you know, and you can get a good relationship, a good deal going with them, then that makes total sense to put that on your to-do list, you know. Well, it's trusted, isn't it? I mean, that, again, you know, we spend far too much time looking at all these surveys, but there was one in um, the Financial Times last week, yeah. and they actually last listed TikTok as now with young people. And when I say young people, we're talking kind of teens, early 20s. TikTok is the second most trusted source for news. Mm. Now, that that strikes me as very strange yeah. because when, when I'm scrolling on TikTok, I don't see much that I regard as news. However, again, the politics, I'm seeing more and more now of what's going on in Parliament, things that are going on in this kind yeah. of prime ministerial debate. Mm, Those yeah, are yeah. access. So I do kind of get that. Instagram, the most popular, where people can go to. So if you're trying to share news and information and things that are going on, then actually Instagram, TikTok, especially mm-hmm. if you've got quite a young audience for what you're trying to do, fantastic places for you to share that information. And I think it's also, we mentioned just before around that trust factor as well, it's not that the people who are accessing those platforms for news are trusting them. There's still that level of um, almost like taking it with a pinch of salt, really. So like not understanding that everything there is is fact i think people that are using that as a way to get news are also quite savvy enough to go okay this might not actually be accurate news this is a you know they like the idea that it's a range of different points of view as well um and that's interesting you know i've not thought of that but now you say it so tiktok especially I think you do get... Algorithms work like algorithms. They always do. So you tend to get served videos and information which fits your taste and is from people like yourself. However, I have noticed that the opinions that you get within the comments are Mm. actually quite varied and you do get different opinions. It's nowhere near as argumentative and has the level of vitriol that something like Twitter would do. And maybe that's because it's open and you can see people's faces and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But you do get opinions. And this is a very different example from the kind of news pieces we're talking about when we're talking about politics. But depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we've gone past the final of Love Island now. (gasps) So we now know which couple have won it this month. But there was a scene about a week and a half, two weeks ago, Mm. where basically this will make no sense to people that don't watch the show. (laughs) Luca and Gemma had a bit of an argument. Gemma was involved in some challenge. She licked another man's chest. Luca wasn't happy about it. He threw a bit of a strop and he walked out. But I saw somebody on TikTok (laughs) post this video on there. Within a couple of hours, 800 comments. (gasps) But in a weird way, it was quite a civil disagreement where some people were going, I can see Luca's point. I see Gemma's point. Now, yeah. let, let's go back a number of years for me and you. <laughs> we used to work in radio, yeah. in media, yeah. and there was a time when we were funded to run a project which was all about media literacy. Yeah. And if yeah. you break media literacy down into its truest sense, what it means is being able to look at sources to make a formed opinion on a yeah. subject. Yeah. That's what we're seeing on these platforms mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah. still going to have a bias and you're still going to get yeah. delivered a bias. Yeah. But if you can go onto a platform like TikTok and you can read a couple of hundred comments and you get different people's perspective, it's much easier for you to then make an informed Mm. perspective on what you think the truth is. Again, it'll still be biased to some extent because that's just the way media works. But there is a range of information out there for you to access. That makes me think um, of the website called allsides.com where you have like a, a left opinion, a right opinion and a central opinion and um, an article to each. So if you want to go that one step further and think about, okay, well, what do I think? Because we all have our unconscious biases, don't we? We think 
certain things are right and certain things are wrong but if we're looking for other people's opinions that could be a, a useful website as well so that's allsides.com so um i'll stick that in the show notes as well Definitely. because that's uh really useful just to think okay what do i think about something and then look at you know you can look in the chat there but if you want a you know kind of third option uh you can have a look at, at that platform to kind of see the the spectrum of of um, ideas and opinions around you know today's topics for example it's it's, a, it's such a big subject and it's probably way too big a subject for us to cover in a 30 minute <laughs> podcast but this idea of trust online is huge this idea of being factual online is huge and how do we know that the information we see mm, is actually yeah. right i mean i know you were mentioning to me last week when we were sort of traveling to a meeting about that there was news wasn't there about google reviews and kind of different reviews yeah. and how more than ever we're seeing more and more fake reviews being published yeah and i thought this this fits in with the summer theme because i think when you go somewhere new or you want to try and get to somewhere generally we've got a default that we're using google maps now we're using google my business so that we're you know kind of looking at the opening times of stuff um there's actually a thing at the moment where people have noticed that there's a lot of fake reviews going on google my business pages or google um ads uh, under local service ads as well um now google says that it like they call it something like a triple check type thing so they triple check that the person who's creating the advert uh who has the review that's linked with it that everything's all true to form and um, but people are, who are seo experts um that are the sort of part of google but not part of google because they don't give the names away um but as part of the google regular monthly whiteboard sessions um someone asked them the question of this and they said you know um they used an example of a real estate broker in America and all of the people that popped up as adverts uh, were proven to be fake reviews and fake adverts as well. Um, and then someone else pointed out that actually the um, the local service ad's more expensive than a pay-per-click ad as well. So um, I don't know quite why uh, the people are adding the fake reviews, but it is just, you know, a word of caution if you're going to you know a park or a restaurant or you know a, um a, a play place or something like that if you're looking at the reviews you know always think about what is the sort of median option you know yeah. look at the details um because you know some of those uh, reviews might be fake i mean they are anyway yeah. but there seems to be a bit of yeah. a surge in google local ads at the moment in the in the fake reviews because well, people have found them everywhere absolutely and one of the advantages that we find with a business like ours is that we we sometimes we very often work on the cold face if you like so we're yeah. working with those businesses that are looking at something like like google ad placements as a way to promote their business and a way to generate business and we know we can tell 100 percent what's going to happen here because if people are putting these fake reviews onto google what these businesses are not going to do is wait for Google to take action and remove these fake reviews. Exactly. They're just going to stop advertising yeah. because yeah. for a business, there's that, that old adage, isn't it, is you're only as good as your last job. Yeah. And if someone goes to your advert online and the first thing they see is a negative review from someone, they're not going to go with you. What's exactly. the business going to do? Yeah. They're just going to take down the advert. Yeah, exactly. And and I think um, it, it's been six months since someone flagged one of these uh, sort of scenarios with Google. They still haven't done anything about it. So, you know, it, it does become one of those where you think, well, actually, I'll take my business elsewhere. Yeah. 
No. Anyway, my bad. We've gone a bit negative there. I didn't mean to do that. We're, <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to have this positive summer episode. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> being being aware of if you are using Google My Business or reviews, you know, just, yeah, be erring on the side of caution. But everyone already does. But it's just specifically with the Google ads at the moment, there are a lot of fake reviews. Definitely. There. Sticking with the positivity, do you reckon we're going to have another heat wave? Oh, I... I hope we don't, personally. Um, I do like living in my rainy part of England, um, and I like going on holiday to hot places instead. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I like to keep an eye on it. Um, there's a there's a tool that I downloaded recently. I've seen it. I've, you, seen, I've seen it over your shoulder. I love <laughs> it. Working. I love it. So, um, it's called UV Weather, um, and it's actually like a little ticker tape that you can sit inside your Google Chrome browser. So um, ideally, I was like, what temperature is it? And this goes back to the start of this conversation around what is the limit of which I will down tools. So I wanted to have a temperature tracker of what is the temperature here right now where I am. Um, and I wanted it to pull in the weather and I want it to be visible. Now I tried to get it so that it would be in my taskbar. Uh, but I did find this alternative instead. So inside your Google Chrome browser, where you have your little pictures of your extensions, you can install this little, uh, they're called Chrome extension, and you can have it where you can choose wherever location you want. But, you know, I would say Chorley. I'm interested in the temperature for that and the weather. And the tiny little icon updates based on the weather and gives me the temperature. And you can choose, you know, how often does it update? Three hours, one hour, whatever. Um, but I really love that because when I sit, sit in my little um, home office in my little box, I could be anywhere in the world because I'm like, it's either too hot or too cold. But um, I don't really get a sense for what the weather's like sometimes. So actually to have this little picture of a sun going 32 degrees, I'm like, right, pens down. Um, I can... <laughs> that is my cutoff point it's amazing isn't it actually because we, we do deliver a lot of training sessions and we're doing a lot of those online now so we can spend three hours staring at a computer screen talking to people yeah. wherever they are around the world yeah and i've had so many days where i've done that i've sat down in the morning it's glorious sun outside mm. you put your head up three hours after that session and everything's mm. wet like the car's soaked outside yeah, the window exactly exactly i was on a call this morning with a lady who's in kuala lumpur in malaysia uh, she was saying that uh, she was laughing at us with the heat wave because she's like, wow, well, every day. well, where I'm sat right now, <laughs> I've got two air conditioning units pointing at where I'm sat while we were on a Zoom call together. So, you know, like, we take for granted that there's buildings that have air conditioning. That's how, outside of the UK, people deal with heat. Yeah. But we're totally not built for heat. That's why it comes as such a surprise. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone outside of England uh, generally just laughs at us when we're like, <laughs> you English people and hate you're just pointless. <laughs> this may be putting you on the spot a little bit, but I'm scribbling down notes so I can do a bit of summary at the end. Do you, mm. know, do you know the website where people can download that ticker? Yes, um, it's uvweather.net. It's yeah. actually the first uh, on the Google weather apps. If you go to um, Google extensions... Uh, it's top right hand side of your browser under file and options one of them says extension if you just click the weather it's actually the one that came up top which was interesting because i went all the way around the houses um looking at different ones and then realized this was like top number one so if i would have started off there first 
Um, I would have saved myself a lot of Googling, to be fair. Uh, excellent, excellent. Good to know. So uvweather.net. A um, couple of things to wrap up, because I realise we have been talking for about 25 minutes now, and we tried to stick this to half an hour, because that's how we stay productive. You can listen to it in your lunch break. Yeah. We're very, very good like that. Um, Book Club of the Month, you were reading Flow last month. How was that? Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, so Flow, the concept being for your creativity, for your productivity, um, getting into a flow um is it, it feels like it's a bit of a contradiction in terms of like deep work things that we talk about as well but actually i could see how that would add into the conversation of like just trying to get yourself in the zone for when you want to do a particular task or a particular like creative or um brainstorming ideas session i mean that seems to work quite well where you get to the point where flow is um is where you sort of get your head down you you crack on with stuff and you've not noticed you know where you were saying like we'll do a three hours zoom call and we'll come up and and we'll kind of free throw and you're like oh we were doing that for three hours and um, once you get in the zone that's generally that flow feel interesting and i know we're kind of only midway through the month and there's still a good few weeks to get to the end of the book and then have the book club which i think yes. is, is like third week of august yeah so the book club's the 22nd of august so everyone's welcome we have a full day um facebook chat around uh, a couple of questions around um what the book has prompted and we always like to get people chatting and discussing so if you've missed that you can still come and join the uh, facebook group and and see what other people were, were chatting about conversation wise but Perfect. um there's normally we try and do um there's a bit of a theme here podcast book club um every other month we try and do something because what we found is we're doing every month those people are dead quick to read are dead quick to read and they've done it um people like me who are dead slow to read take two months to read a book anyway um but also giving you time to implement some of the examples or the ideas that you've learned actually giving us two months between each book um feels like it's a bit more uh useful in terms of the time more productive um to pick a book and then you know if you're a quick reader you can you know crack on and read other books that you've got on your list as well definitely so if you are a quick reader there's still a couple of weeks left until the book club so get yourself a copy of flow the psychology of happiness that's by mihaly zixent mihaly yeah Excellent. well done you know what me, me and mihal like that i just call me. it i just call him me or sometimes mimi as well he's all right with that i'm assuming it's a he please tell me it's a he I think so. Excellent. Um, <laughs> and also, it's like a double barrel name because he's got his first name as part of the last name. And, and I was always told not to trust people like that. I was also <laughs> told not to trust people that have got a first name for a surname. Oh, so if, okay. you, if you if you met like someone that was called Darren Stevens, yeah, don't trust them. Oh, okay. Them. And, and I found that's a rule that's never really done. Right, right. Oh, okay. Let's start. To write that up. one down. Okay. So uh, last and final thing. Um, we've got uh, just as mentioned for the book club if you uh, have read the flow book we're going to reread uh, The Miracle Morning uh, in September after our summer school of productivity uh, in August it feels like September is always a good place to go back to school go back to learning go back to better ways of being productive um, it's much easier than trying to do it in the deep depths of winter in January um so we're going to reread The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod um it's a nice kind of start the uh, kind of season again and then that fits in with our um getting the most of your mornings 
e-course that we're that we've got that discount on as well perfect um, perfect final thing then most yeah. used app of the month favorite app of the yes. month no brainer yeah. spotify summer months yeah music playlist yeah. tons of podcasts you can listen to us on there just type yes. in digi enable and you will find us yeah on there as well but it's, it's kind of very cool isn't it because Spotify, again, seems to be getting more and more intelligent, where you just type in a very random word around what you're looking for. Yeah. I tend to be, and I don't know where this word came from, because it's not a word in my normal language, no. but, but summer morning bangers seems to be a theme. <laughs> really... I, don't, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know where it came from. Maybe I've been watching too much Love Island over the summer. But you get some amazing <laughs> tunes. I was sat when we had that really warm day outside, that yeah. Tuesday when it was 40 degrees. Yeah. Sat outside, pair of shorts, little bottle of like cold coke zero next to me just generally enjoying life yeah yeah stuck on my playlist peter andre mysterious girl (laughs) couldn't have got any better oh there was was no no way that moment could have been improved love it sat there imagining what life would be like if i had those abs oh brilliant it's a tough life and stuck in the 90s (laughs) yeah well my uh for a second i thought you meant the temperature you've done some weird (laughs) celsius no i was thinking peter andre and that song never mind um and my uh highly recommended playlist is called pool sound poolside lounge uh, which is a mixture of like house, lounge, chill. It is absolutely perfect. And I've tried and tested it at the side of a pool on holiday. And it equally brings back that same vibe if I'm sat in my little uh, office listening to it on my laptop. Nice. Uh, so Poolside Lounge playlist is one to go for Excellent. For me. Very, very nice. So that is pretty much it for us today. So just as a quick recap, we've got some Productivity Summer School courses coming up for you. Remember the code SUMMER2022. All... Oh, big letters. There's a proper. There's a proper <laughs> word. That, that's the word there the grown-ups use, isn't it? <laughs> Capital Summer 2022. Keep an eye out for Netflix alternatives. Keep an eye out for influencer marketing yeah. on different platforms when you're promoting your stuff. And don't worry too much about fake reviews on your Google things. Yes. They are horrible. But Google, as far as we're aware, say that they're on it. Whatever your plans are over the summer, we hope you have an amazing time. Whether it is going to be sat by a beach in Turkey listening to podcasts or whether you're taking kids out for days at Alton Towers, I don't understand why anyone would want to do that. Or why you're sat on your own watching Netflix, which would be my option, in a cold, dark room as much as possible. It it still sounds better than standing (laughs) in the sun for 40 minutes waiting for a two-minute ride. Oof. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. But enjoy that if uh, that is what you're up to. (laughs) We will see you again in a couple of months. We'll be back after the summer holidays we'll look in September yeah time. we'll do a September session and we'll have loads more to talk about then so have an amazing couple of months enjoy your summer we hope you get a lot more sun rewatch Love Island rewatch Love Island <laughs> there it's, you go it's, ITV player it's only like 63 episodes you'll bleed through love it, it. <laughs> through it have an amazing break we'll catch you again soon bye